This might be my theme for this year. This might be the thing that I just tell you guys over and over and over and over because the level of distraction that exists in the world has never been greater. And you're not made of stone. You want to watch a puppy video on TikTok. You want to look at a beautiful performer on Instagram. You want to do, of course you do. You're human. And you're human and maybe you're tired and maybe you want to break or whatever. But you're like, no, I've got to get these tasks done. This is what's going to help me create the vision that I have for my life. Fantastic. I don't believe that you need to run yourself into the ground. I don't believe that you need to work for 20 hours a day. But I do believe that if you just set a schedule against some really focused time where you are uninterrupted, you will be amazed at what you can accomplish. Hi. I'm Rachel Hollis, and this is my podcast. I spend so many hours of every single week reading and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos and trying to find out as much as I can about the world around me. And that's what we do on this show. We talk about everything, life and how to be an entrepreneur. What happened to dinosaurs? What's the best recipe for fried chicken? What's the best plan for intermittent fasting? What's going on with our inner child? How's therapy working out for you? Whatever it is my guests are into, I want to unpack it so that we can all understand. These are conversations. This is information for the curious. This is the Rachel Hollis Podcast. Let's start with this, guys. Okay, if you are not watching on YouTube, then you cannot see my wrist, where I have brought back a blast from the past. The way that things come back in cycles, these are probably a thing again. I don't know. But let's say that you're not 40 years old. Let's say that you're like 20 and you're watching this. When I was possibly your age, a movie called Legally Blonde came out. And I know that many of you, even though you're younger, have seen Legally Blonde, but in Legally Blonde, she had this very specific Tiffany charm bracelet thing. And then everybody wanted one. And I wanted one forever, but I was very poor. And my childhood best friend, Kim, bought this for me for my birthday one year. She saved up her money and bought it for me. And when I was getting my earrings this morning, I just happened to look over and see this bracelet. And I was like, you know what? If you're going to wear a little schlumpy sweatshirt to record your podcast, maybe you throw on a little vintage bracelet moment and then people don't think you're gross. So here we go. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to... I guess this is the first time I've done a solo episode in the new studio. Now, this is not a new studio. It's the same room that I have been in all along. But our dear friend Jack came out from California, and he helped me set it up. And y'all, we did spend a pretty fair amount of time trying to set this up facing the other direction. And I like had this whole plan. I was going to have a guy come out and like put shiplap on the walls like I'm Joanna Gaines and make it a nice backdrop. And then halfway through our process of trying to figure out how to do this, I was like, well, what if we just flip it around? We just just flip the direction of the camera. We've already got 
a backdrop that is my very real house. I mean, it, you know, this is real life. We changed a couple of things, but there's lighting that will not change. That's the big thing. That has been the problem for every video I've ever done is I don't know how to light the room myself. So I was like, Jackie boy, I need you to come out here. I need you to set up some lighting that I will not touch. I will just push a button and turn it on. And y'all, I did it. Today I came out here and I turned on these lights and here we are. I'm still wearing sweats, but by golly, the lighting looks fantastic. So that's where we are with the studio moment. Pretty pumped about that. And I'm going to stick with like a sort of January conversation for today's episode. Because we can see which episodes are doing well, obviously, at any moment. And you guys are devouring goal setting, you know, habits, productivity, which makes sense. It's the first month of the year. We're excited. We've got some things in front of us that we want to achieve. We have some cool stuff that we want to do and we look for guidance. I am the same way. I am, you know, devouring books and watching YouTube videos and listening to podcasts that sort of give some momentum and some energy and some life to what it is I'm working on. So I thought we would stick with that, at least for the month of Jan. Today, I want to talk about five habits that will make you super productive. Now, if you've hung out with me for a long time, you've, I'm sure, heard me talk about five to thrive, which are the five daily habits that I think have had the most profound effect on my life and my health and my mental state. These are not those. This is not me repeating my five to thrive habits. This is just five things that if you do them every day, I think you'll have the most productive month of your life, straight up. I think almost all the coffee mugs in my house are from my favorite ceramicist, which is a beautiful human named Lauren Shin. She's in Hawaii, and I bought my first mug from her it might even have been this one years ago. And then every time I went back to Hawaii, I just buy another mug, another mug. And now I have so many. This is my favorite one though. If you, again, if you're not watching on YouTube, you should just to see how cute it is. But it's little happy face eggs. I don't know another way to describe that. And I'm really pumped because I'm hosting a podcast studio at South by Southwest this year because I'm in Austin, Texas, and South by is so cool. So I'm going to do this thing. And I reached out to Lauren and I was like, hey, can you make mugs for all my South by podcast guests? And she's doing it and they're so freaking cute. So if you are one of those people who is coming through the studio, you're going to get some really good swag but it's all like my favorite things. It's like my version of Oprah's favorite things. Anyway, you know when you have those moments where you're like, it's just gonna, I'm just gonna be a better human if I have a little scotch of caffeine. That's, that's where we're at. I am, as always, trying to be conscious of how much coffee I'm taking in. And that means you have to like Treat yourself with it where you're like, okay, we're going to be really good. You get to have one more cup of coffee because I had one this morning and then I'm like, okay, one more cup of coffee today. And I was trying to like 
pull it out a little. I can't. I need it now. It's like a coffee chat moment. You guys are here for productivity tips probably. So you're like, this is a waste of my time, except it's not. As I'm going to discuss, productivity is about getting the things done that you need to get done. And what I need to get done today is recording podcast episodes. So as silly as it seems, however you need to get that thing done is what works for you, you know, short of like doing illegal drugs or, you know, breaking the law in order to accomplish your goal. But however you need to show up, like I'm doing this podcast episode in really comfy sweatpants and I'm having my coffee and I'm doing it in a way that feels good to me because what matters is that I actually achieve the win that I set out to today, which I'm going to explain in a minute. There is so much information that exists out in the world to give you ideas for how to be more productive. And I hope that as you are taking on any information, you're sifting through and you're figuring out what will be most effective for you. When I was younger, I had no idea what would be effective, so I tried everything. I'd try everything for a week or two, implement it into my life, try out a habit and see, was that effective? Did that help me? Did that make me feel worse? And I will also tell you, I think whenever you're trying something out, you should really only try one thing at a time. It's kind of like if you've ever been building a supplement stack. I don't know if I'm going too much of a pivot here, and maybe this won't make sense. But when you're trying to figure out the right stack of vitamins and supplements to have optimum health, you try one thing at a time. So you're like, okay, the doctor thinks I need more B12. So for the next two weeks, I'm going to add B12 into what I'm already taking and see how I feel. And then the doctor also thought that you needed iron. And so B12 worked out okay. And now we're going to add an iron. You do it slowly. You do it one at a time so that you know if something is negatively affecting you. If the doctor tells you that you should try six different supplements and you start taking them all tomorrow and all of a sudden your system goes haywire or something's really hurting your stomach or your brain fog gets worse, you have no idea what it is because you implemented too many things at once. I think it's the same with really great habits, that we need to know what is helpful, what is hurtful, what to take and what to leave behind. What I'm going to share today are just five things that I think make us as human beings more productive and absolutely make me more productive. So I think they're going to be helpful for you. But as always, take what works, leave the rest. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Debit card users, listen up. You've worked hard for your money. Now 
it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Earn on things like gas, groceries, and even that midday latte. And to top it off, there are no fees, period. Yep, that means you won't be charged fees on your checking account. Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. I assume that you already know what you want to work on. Let's say you want to work on getting promoted. Let's say you want to work on your side hustle. Let's say you want to bring in $100,000 this year, and last year your business only brought in $75,000. Whatever it is you want to do, you want to go back to school and get your PhD, you want to be a better mama, doesn't matter, but I am assuming that you already know what your goal is. If you don't know what your goal is, scroll back. I have so many episodes, whether it's from an expert or whether it's a conversation that I did by myself about how to figure out what you want to do, how you're going to get there. There's so much information. My book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, grab it at the library. You don't have to buy it, but so much info in that about how to set a goal, how to figure out what your goal is, how to get there. That being said, I'm assuming you already know what the goal is. Now, knowing what the goal is, and actually making traction against it, actually getting closer to achieving that goal, two completely different things. If goal achievement is something new to you, if you are really just dipping your toe in the water of like, okay, for the first time ever, I'm going to call my shot and I'm going to actively figure out how to get there. First of all, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. And all of the answers are out there. All of the tools that you need are out there. Every single step of the way to get you to this goal, and I don't care what it is, the information is available for you right now on the internet for free. The reason that most people don't find out what that information is, is because of overwhelm. Right now, if I go into Google and type, how do I train for my first half marathon, I'm going to find millions of search results. And in that instance, you're only getting the aggregation of whatever the internet had to offer, but also whoever's post was most popular. So you're not necessarily getting information that's custom tailored to you. You're getting information that worked the best for most people. When we're just starting out though, it can be super overwhelming. We can feel really confused. We can try stuff and not understand that we're trying absolutely the wrong technique for where we are in life. It discourages us. It makes us give up. But what I want you to hear me say and what I wish someone would have told me 20 years ago is that the answers are there. Not At this point, nothing is completely untried, untested. There's always going to be advice or wisdom or things that you can model. Even if it's a totally new technology, even if it's something that we've never seen before, even then other people have done similar things to get some kind of result, which means there are ideas for you to try. That's what I wish someone would have told me 20 years ago. I'm glad you're here and I'm glad you're trying because if you are trying to 
achieve a goal for the first time, my instinct is that like me, you didn't grow up in a family or an environment where that was celebrated or taught or guided in any way, which means you can kind of feel like you're out here, you're over your skis, you don't really know what you're doing, and it's exciting and it's a little scary, and we don't always find community who gets what it is we're trying to do. So yeah, welcome. I'm glad you're here. Here are some ideas. So first things first, let's start with a goal. At the end of this month, which is about a week away, <laughs> uh, it's fine, I have to turn in my next book. I have to. I was supposed to turn it in at the end of last month, and I've done this before stupidly. Like, never tell an editor that you will turn a book in at the end of December. That's just dumb. There's too many things going on. There's too many holidays. It's too hard. So like, as I got towards the end of December, I was like, guys, I need till the end of January. They said, fine. But I also can't miss a second deadline. So my next book due in about a week. And there's a lot of writing and a lot of editing that needs to happen by the end of the month. So I'm going to use that as my goal to explain to you what my process looks like for incorporating these habits into my daily life. Think of the goal that you have in mind. In my instance, it's turning in a finished book, having a finished book, having my next book done and finished. I want you to think of something visual. I want you to use your imagination and think of almost like a still frame of a movie, of something that represents you having achieved that goal. Now, it's not just the image of like, here's me sending an email to my editor. Hey, here's the first pass of the manuscript. Check it out. What I want you to think of is a visual that gets your blood pumping, that gets you fired up, that gets you excited, that that something about it makes you go like, oh, damn, okay, yeah, that's that's the sexy version of this goal that you have. I don't mean that the goal is dressed up in some lingerie. I mean that it's sexy. It like excites you, whatever it is. Maybe it's that you have, you know, you want to make a certain dollar amount at your business this year. And that dollar amount to you, maybe you imagine literally the visual of you opening the banking app on your phone and seeing that amount of money in your bank. Maybe the visual to you is you made that amount of money and so you're going to go take your wife to the nicest restaurant in town. You guys are going to order the great bottle of wine. You're going to get the tomahawk steak that they got to wheel over on the special table. Like you're going to do something bougie. You're going to be bougie bitches because you achieved this goal. You made this amount of money. You did the thing. Maybe the goal for you is that you go back to college, you get this degree that you always dreamed of getting, and the sexy image you give yourself is the moment where you're shaking the dean's hand on stage. Or maybe maybe you're a little bit petty. Maybe the vision that you have is the picture that you're going to post on Instagram of you getting this degree and you imagine your sister sees it, that she was always the high achiever and you she always put you down, she always bullied you, whatever. And so even if you never talk about it with her, you just have this vision in your mind of like what it's going to look like when you achieve this thing. I'm not in your brain with you. Nobody gets to judge your visualization. Whatever it is, though, it's got to like hype you up because 
thinking about something is not enough. We have to attach emotion to the vision that we have. We have to attach emotion to the goal. Emotion will keep us going when we've lost the willpower, when we've lost the momentum, when people are like, oh, I don't feel motivated. It's because you don't have any excited emotion attached to this thing. Now, lots of people find it effective to use a negative visualization, like they imagine the worst case scenario. They imagine what happens if they don't achieve this thing, if they don't make this amount of money. I feel like that kind of mentality kind of pulls me back down into an old, really negative way of thinking, and I don't love it. Um, I've learned over time that I can create just as well, if not better, from a place of love than from a place of fear. Uh, but I also have been doing this for 20 years. So if you're early on and you need some anger, you need to get fired up to like make yourself go, okay, you know, do what works for you. I'm not going to judge it. But all I'm saying is you need a visualization that represents the achievement of this goal to you. Because that image is the basis for every habit that I want you to try for the rest of the day. That image is what is going to give you, it's like the shot of adrenaline, like in Pulp Fiction when he like stabs her in the chest, it's a shot of adrenaline and like gets her going. That's what this is. That's the like, oh yeah, that's where I'm going. That's what I want to do. That's what's happening. As a point of reference, you know I love a morning routine. I've talked about it endlessly. I hope each and every one of you have a fantastic morning routine that makes you feel really good and sets you up well for the day. I like to pull this visualization into my morning routine during a meditation. Just as a quick side note for any of you who kind of want to know how I break it down, when I wake up in the morning, I really am a mom before I'm Rachel. And I wish, I don't know if I wish, I just kind of think that's a season of life that I'm in. I have four kids. The oldest is 16. The youngest is five. And when I wake up in the morning, I'm not really thinking about like me personally, like, oh, I want to go do these things because I know I have this window of time in the morning where the kids really need me. Meaning I get up, making coffee, doing the things, have a little moment, maybe do some journaling. But then I'm making lunches. I'm making breakfast. There's snacks and water bottles and making sure everybody has their stuff and getting everybody organized so we can get out the door. And I have that time period that really is, yeah, I, I'm just like mom before I'm me. When they were a bit younger, that wasn't the case. When they were a bit younger, I could get up at five and I would have this hour and a half to work on my next book, to work on goals and dreams, to go get a workout and to do that. And I, I cannot recommend it enough. I don't really know what it is about this season other than when they were younger, they weren't all involved in so many activities. And now they all have so many things. And I want to make sure that they have everything they need for school, that, you know, we've got the permission slip signed and the homework's here. And it's really important to me because when I was little, 
that wasn't important to my parents. I was very much raised myself. It's fine. It is what it is. I am the human I am because of that experience, but I hated it. I remember being in elementary school and never having the permission slip signed and never having my homework. And, you know, I had to make my own lunches because both my parents worked. They were gone. That just was what it was. And I would have like weird lunches because I was little and I didn't really know how to like pack my own lunch. I hated it. It was embarrassing for me. So my kids are only this age for a short amount of time. And while they're this age, I just, it's important to me that the morning right now at least, is about them. In the summertime, that's different. On a weekend, that's different. But during the school week, that's the honest truth, is I'm their mom before I get to be myself. But once we're out the door, once people are at school, once all of that is done, then my Rachel life can start. And what it typically looks like, at least right now, is getting a workout in, just going out. I have a garage gym set up out there. Sometimes I go to the local gym. Like if it's freezing cold, I'm such a weenie. I'll go over to the local gym and like get a workout in there. But for the most part, go out to the garage gym. Workout takes about 30 minutes. This is not one of my productivity hacks, but it honestly should be to move your body first thing in the morning for 30 minutes. However, that works for you is the best wake up. It is the best way. It's like how you can have a single cup of coffee and go is like you moved your body. You listened to Miley Cyrus's new song. You like jumped up and down. You did what you needed to do. Get that workout in. And then I do a meditation still sitting out in the gym. This is what it looks like right now. And this is where your first hack, your first tip, your first idea is move your body into a meditation, into 15 minutes, 10 minutes where you're getting calm and centered and you're practicing gratitude. If you scroll back, um, I think it's our 300th episode. Yeah, the 300th episode, I did a guided meditation. I have gratitude meditations. You can go listen to one. You can do it with the sound of my voice, or you can just go listen to like cool vibey music. And just for me, it's thinking of things I'm grateful for, putting myself in that moment. Again, this is attaching emotion to the process, making myself feel really good, being reminded that God has my back, that the universe has my back, that goodness is happening, that I'm surrounded by love. And then I go to the visualization. And this is really simple. It's just imagining what that's going to feel like. It's singing in my mind what it will be. For me, it's not having the book turned in. It used to be. When I was way more of a people pleaser and way more of a, a newbie author, it was enough for me to imagine the thought of an editor getting a manuscript for me in email. That was so exciting for me. So that was enough. But today, I need something a little bit more exciting. So it's the image of me holding that book in my hands. And actually, I've read and heard uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer talk about this a lot, where he would have someone print up 
a fake cover of the book he was working on. And he would like wrap the cover around an existing book and he'd sit it up in front of him so that the whole time he was writing, he was looking at the image of what it was he was trying to create. It's a huge part of manifestation is can you keep in front of you in your mind what it is you're working towards. So this visualization is just this moment to like remember what all of this is for. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. And I have always used Airbnb as a place to stay, whether it was for work or family or a girl's weekend. But more and more, my friends are using Airbnb in a totally different way as a business, as a way to invest in property and earn money for it. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and it's a great way to earn some extra money. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Almost every morning of my life, I have oatmeal. Seriously, during the winter, having something hot in the morning really makes a big difference in my day. Quaker has been a trusted name in oatmeal for over 145 years, which means they've been milling oats since before the invention of the zipper, the stop sign, or ballpoint pens. Quaker has something for everyone, whether it's old-fashioned or quick oats that are good for cooking or baking. And while a ton of things have changed, the good stuff remains the same. Quaker, getting up to some good since 1877. Look for Quaker Oats at your local grocery store. Guys, no two listeners of the show are exactly alike, which means that no two vacations you take are going to be exactly alike either. And if you're looking for a place that will serve all of you, Texas has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities that allow for an infinite number of different travel experiences. I love Texas so much, I moved my family there for five years. Because here's the deal, Texas has it all. Are you a beach person? We got you. If you love a rugged vacation, not my jam, but there's plenty of campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. My favorite part about Texas the food. It is the thing I miss the absolute most. Whether you love barbecue or Tex-Mex or just want to be in cities that take their food very seriously. You can enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. Visit TravelTexas.com slash get your own to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash get your own. I would love it if the only thing that I had to work on today was like my goals and dreams. 
but I have a real life just like you have a real life. I've got babies to take care of. I've got a house to pick up after. I've got a dog that, you know, I got to clean out his wounds once a day. We have to rewrap. It's like a whole, we're like an animal hospital over here. There's so many things going on. And those things are important. Those are a part of my very real life. Yeah, it would be amazing. Like I always see these memes and stuff on Instagram where like, disappear for nine months, put your head down, do the work, see what happens or some crazy thing. I imagine they're speaking in that voice. It's just typed. But that's not the point. The point is that they're like, fall off the grid, do nothing but focus on your goal for the next nine months. That would be very exciting. Brad, that'd be so exciting. Most of us don't have that luxury. Most people don't have the luxury of leaving their current reality in order to build a new one. That would be the fastest route. But for most human beings, we have to fit the goals, the dreams, the hopes, the evolution. We got to fit that into our very real life. And if that's you, then this moment of grounding yourself in where you're going, it's foundational. It's a reminder. This is what we're doing. This is where we're headed. That's number one, that every single day, hell, if y'all don't have time to meditate, that makes me really sad, but I'm not even going to judge you. You can still pull up the visualization of what the goal is going to look like, what it's going to feel like when you actually achieve it. That's number one. Number two, set your intention for the day before other people set it for you. What this means to me is I do not look at my phone. I set my alarm in the morning, you know, the alarm goes off. I turn off the alarm. I do not look at my phone until I know what my plan for the day is. Now, if you have a schedule that's hectic and busy, I recommend before you end for the day, like if you're going through your workday today, at the end of the day, take a gander at tomorrow's calendar. Give it a once over. Okay, right. I've got this in the morning. I've got these two things. I got this, this, and this that I need to take care of. Silly as it sounds, but for me, I want to know what my day has tomorrow because I want to know what kind of clothes am I wearing. I knew today I was doing two things. The two things I'm doing today are this podcast for y'all and writing, which is why you're finding me in a sweatsuit because I don't have to go anywhere. I'm not leaving this house. So you better believe I'm going to be in my comfy jam jams. I'm going to be like here, not wearing a bra, living my best life, recording a podcast because 99% of you are just listening to this on audio. And then there's like one person who's looking at my cute sweatshirt and my cute mug on YouTube. Hey, Sarah. My point is I don't look at my phone. In the morning, I do not look at my phone until I know what my personal goals are for today. I did a whole episode, episode 347 and 348, I did how to be the most productive you've ever been in your life. Episode 347, I take you through, here's how you lay out a goal, here's what you're gonna do, here's how you use your journal to make it, like all of those things. When I say set your intention for today, I mean what I talk about in episode 347 that you have a plan 
for how you are going to be productive today before you do anything else. Because here's the thing. If you open your phone or if you open your laptop, if you open anything connected to your work before you have a plan, you are on defense. You're not playing on offense, you're playing on defense. In fact, I feel like most of the time when we open our phone, when we open up our computer and we see all of these notifications and alerts and people who need us, we start batting them away like tennis balls. You're not able to play to win. You're just playing not to lose. You're not really making traction. It's like when you are working out really hard every day, but you haven't changed your nutrition at all. And you're like, why isn't anything happening? It's because you're basically working out to stay the same. If you actually want to make traction in changing the shape of your body, you have to look at both the exercise plan and the nutrition, right? It's the same with setting a goal. If you want to actually make traction, not just stay the same and kind of work against it, if you want to actually make traction, that means that you have to be setting the goal and moving toward it. And yes, later in the day, take on what other people need you to do, but not first thing. Five habits that you can try that have the potential to change everything. The first one is that you visualize the goal. You see it so clearly. You fire yourself up with that emotion. You remember why you're working this hard. The second thing that you do is set your own intention before someone can set it for you. Yeah, you set the intention, not only about what you want to achieve, but how you want to achieve it. Meaning, how are you going to show up in this day? How do you want to interact with your kids? How do you want to interact with your partner? How do you want to do what you are about to do? It doesn't take that long to be intentional. It just takes slowing down. And most people won't do that. It's actually, if we want to habit stack this, I would do the morning movement into the visualization, into setting the intention. It's that fast okay, right. This is, I have these three meetings. I'm going to show up in the, and this, yep, good. Okay. Now I know what I'm doing. The next thing I want you to try is three big wins. What are three big wins that if you achieve these things this week, you would move your goal so much closer to where you want it to be. Now, let me tell you right now, big wins needle-moving, traction-gaining wins on your goal, very rarely sexy. They are not sexy like the visualization. And most people will try and make the wins feel sexy so that it's fun. We're like, oh, let's go down. Let me like grab coffee with someone and we're going to talk about the goal. Let me create a Pinterest board so I have, you know, a beautiful visual aid of the goal. Do a manifesting meditation so I can see really clearly for the 57th time in great detail what the goal will be. Those are all really fun. And I love that for you as a treat, as something to do later, but acknowledge that for what it is. That's not the work. That's not the work. My wins this week are recording podcasts and writing words. That's it. 
It's not sexy. It's not fun. It's not, you know, oh, I want to go like hang out with somebody and it's not networking. It's it's recording podcasts and writing down words. And the writing down the words one, that is just a punch. That's a punch in the balls. And I don't even have balls. It's just, it's a lot. Because I think most of the work that actually gets us closer to our goal is lonely. And it's hard. And it's a slog. But I said this uh, the other day, I did an episode about comparison. And I said this then, and I will repeat it for you now. We know the work we need to do. We just don't want to do it. But I am convinced that almost all of us know exactly the next right step. It's just that the next right step is not very fun. So when I tell you that it would be very helpful and it will push you closer to where you want to go, if you can identify three big wins this week, I just want you to know in advance that those wins are probably going to suck a little bit. They're probably going to be a bummer. They're probably going to be crap you don't want to do and crap you've been putting off doing for a very long time. But if you actually put your head down and did those three things, what are three major movements that you could accomplish this week that would get you closer? For years, I've talked about the idea of creating a results list or focusing on the results versus the to-dos. The to-dos are endless. Like you can come up with a million different things that you want to do to work against the dream that you have. But if we look at to-dos, we tend to knock off the elements on the list that are easiest to achieve or that we enjoy the most. When really what gets us closer to our goal is almost always the thing that we least want to do. You know, it's writing the words, it's putting together the pitch, it's calling the 51st client when you've been turned down 50 times already. It's showing up when you don't want to show up. It's doing another push-up, another crunch. It's running another mile. It's the stuff that we don't want to do. Instead of asking what you need to do this week or what you need to respond to, I think That if you just asked every Monday or every Sunday evening, if you said, okay, in the week ahead, if I accomplish these three tasks, I would really make true traction. Once I know what my three tasks are, then I break those down into bite-sized pieces, right? So if I said, hey, I've got to write 5,000 words this week in order to have the vision that I have in my mind of this completed manuscript and I'm holding the book in my hands, then this week I've got to write 5,000 words. I break that down into chunks. So that means I've got to write 1,000 words Monday through Friday. Or... That means that I've got to write 2,500 words on one day and 2,500 words on another. It's up to you how to break that apart into a way that's achievable, but you don't even know it's achievable if you haven't figured out what would be effective. Again, I go into a ton of detail about this in episode 347. If you want to go back, scroll back a little bit in the podcast feed and get all of that information. But just know that this is about rising above the project, not living in it. I went to a business conference 
oh gosh, a decade ago. And a business conference, so this one in particular, can be very helpful to entrepreneurs, can give them ideas, they can make connections, they're learning from these incredible teachers. But most people will tell you they can't go to a business conference because they can't take time out of their business. The business owner, the operator, they wear too many hats so that they can't take a week or a weekend to get outside the business to work on the business. They're too in the business to work on the business. But the only way that you're actually going to affect real change is to look at it from 50,000 feet. If you listen to episode 347, I say like to look at the project as if you're on a skyscraper looking down at the city. So this is like, okay, what are three things that would really be effective? Now we know what those are. Now we've broken them into pieces. The next habit that I want you to adopt is focus, is uninterrupted focus, timed focus. I literally want you to set a timer on your phone where you are uninterrupted in pursuit of the three things that you said would help you achieve your goal. So for me, this looks like 90-minute chunks. When I was earlier in my career, I couldn't stay on task for quite that long. It would maybe be 30 minutes, built up to 45, built up to an hour. Now it's about 90 minutes. And the reason I say timed focus as opposed to focus is timed focus has a lot of like psychological hacks that help you accomplish more regardless of how much time you're setting aside. So if you've researched flow at all, being in a flow state, if you haven't researched that, please do read the book, go watch the YouTube video. But when we're in a flow state, we can accomplish something like five times as much than we would when we're not in a flow state. Flow state is when you're not even really conscious of what you're doing. You're just getting stuff done. Time acts funny in a flow state. Sometimes people will describe it as it feels like years have passed. Sometimes people will think that it's been 15 minutes. They'll look up. It's been nine hours. A flow state is when everything's just working for you. The highest level athletes, Olympians, they exist inside of a flow state. And The beauty of a flow state is that you can hack it. That's why I'd love for you to go watch. There's a YouTube video, and I'm spacing on the guy's name, but he's done a ton of research into this, and he gives you ideas about how you can hack a flow state. But some of the things that create a flow state are a deadline, having a deadline, having a short period of time that you have to accomplish a task inside of can push you into the state. So I found that if I time my focus... I know, okay, I've only got 90 minutes. It's like right now it's 2.03. At three o'clock, I got to get the kids, right? So I have 57 minutes to accomplish all of the things that I need to do today before kids come home from elementary school. So that means I will, okay, we've got stuff that we need to do. We've got to be efficient. We've got to get it done. And this is the energy that I want you to bring to timed focus. Try 30 minutes if 90 feels too long, but for 30 minutes, I want you to shut off all distractions. Turn your phone over, put notifications on silent, get yourself into a space where you will not be disturbed, put on headphones if you need to, and just do the work. This might be my theme for this year. This might be the thing that I just tell you guys over and over and over and over because 
the level of distraction that exists in the world has never been greater. And you're not made of stone. You want to watch a puppy video on TikTok. You want to look at a beautiful performer on Instagram. You want to do, of course you do. You're human. And you're human and maybe you're tired and maybe you want to break or whatever. But you're like, no, I've got to get these tasks done. This is what's going to help me create the vision that I have for my life. Fantastic. I don't believe that you need to run yourself into the ground. I don't believe that you need to work for 20 hours a day, but I do believe that if you just set a schedule against some really focused time where you are uninterrupted, you will be amazed at what you can accomplish. What I would love to suggest to you, this is not an ad. It's going to sound like it, but this is just a real thing that I use. My boyfriend got me onto this. So there is an app. He told me about it 1,000 times. Like he was like, you should get Brain FM. Have you gotten Brain FM? You should get Brain FM. And I was like, I don't need that because I can listen to like vibey meditation music on Spotify. I don't need this thing. I finally was convinced when we were maybe in LA and we had both just had work was crazy and we had dinner plans with friends or work associates or something. We had dinner we could not miss. And we were both so tired. And we didn't want to have coffee because it was like 4.30 and we needed to leave in like an hour or something. And so he was like, oh, there's this thing on the app I keep telling you about that it like recharges you. Oh, it says select a mental state. So it's like focus, relax, sleep, meditate. And he told me about this one, which is under relax, which says recharge. And they're, oh, I'm going to sound like such an idiot right now, but they're like these, it's like music, but it's set to work with your brain waves to like help you relax, help you focus, help you chill, help you fall asleep. There's all these different things that you can do on the app. But in this one, he was like, let's do a recharge. And we both put in our headphones and like connected it to his phone. And you you tap recharge, right? And then you choose how much time you have. So in this instance, maybe we had like 15 minutes or 30 minutes. But there's something about the music and how they've set it up that it works with your brain to do the thing. He got me into this app with this recharge thing. But then once I downloaded it for the recharge button, I saw the top thing was focus. And once you tap focus on this, there's four different options. So it's like deep work, creative flow, study and read, light work. So depending on how deeply you need to focus, they've got different songs for that. And again, if you are not watching this on YouTube, you can't see, but you can like, it says select time. So 30, 60, 90, 120, and the last one says infinity. So I literally will set a timer for 90 minutes, I like creative flow for writing, for deep work This says designed for demanding tasks that require sustained periods of intense focus. So depending on what you need, it's got an option for you. I'm just saying it works for me. I use it all the time. I've been using it to write the latest book. But that kind of thing, obviously you don't have to get this app. Go on to Spotify, go on to Amazon Music, go on to however you consume, put on meditation. I wrote my last several books using 
um, white noise on YouTube. Like I just go on YouTube, put in white noise and just have that play on my AirPods. And there was something about the ritual of doing the same thing every time that signaled to my brain, my nervous system, my energy, like, okay, we are in this zone and this zone has an ending period. So if you're going to do a plank, right, for 30 seconds. It sucks and it's hard, but you know that there's an end in sight and the same happens with timed focus. So in a perfect world, you'd chunk out timed focus segments throughout your day, but y'all, even if you can only get one, one 90-minute, one 30-minute, one hour, if you do research on flow state, you'll understand that just being in that state or pushing yourself into the practice of this, you will accomplish more in less time. So at least one period of time that you are focused in, you are not distracted, and you are working against the goals that you set up earlier in the day. I also just want to add in that I think Americans are really terrible at this. Other countries are better, some are worse, depending on where you live. But if you have just accomplished your time focus, whether it was 20 minutes or an hour and a half, you were laser focused in, you did your work, you got the word count, you did whatever you needed to do, and the music stops or the alarm goes off or you have some indication that it's time to get up, get up. Get up from the chair that you are in. And what I said was, I think of it like the word swims, S-W-M-S. For me, if I've done 90 minutes of time, the first S is scenery. I want a change of scenery. I want to get up. I want to go to a different room. For me, I try and get outside, put my feet on the ground. If I'm in a space where I can't do that, I will literally just change the room I'm in. If I'm on an airplane, I'll just get up and like go to the bathroom and do just do something to change your scenery. It doesn't have to be for an hour. It can be for 60 seconds, but it's really important for your brain to have a break from what you were just doing. So swims, S, scenery, W, water, chug some water. I hope you're all on the water bandwagon. You're staying hydrated. Said this 1 billion times, but if you want to hit your water drinking goals for the day, It's not by sipping. You can't occasionally sip a bottle during the day and get where you need to go. If you actually want to take in the amount of water you need to take in, it's like a frat boy or I guess a frat girl, sorority girl. I Clearly, I was not in the Greek life. But you want to chug water. Whenever you think about it, chug, 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 like you're in a movie and you're doing a keg stand, that's how you take water in. So for me... S, change my scenery. W, chug some water. M, movement, some kind of movement. Take a walk. Literally just bend over and stretch out your hamstrings, your low back. Slowly rise back up. If you know yoga, you can do some sun salutations. Just move a little bit. Stand in place and kind of dance around. Do the hokey pokey. It doesn't matter. You're just sort of getting the blood flowing in a way that's natural and good for you. It's not you know, going and having your 10th cup of coffee. S-W-M-S, swims. The last S is a snack. Oftentimes, if I've gone 90 minutes, I tend to try and keep 
my blood sugar up throughout the day, especially when I'm doing a lot of really focused work or when I'm on, like I'm, you know, being on on camera just requires a lot. So I'll go have a handful of almonds. I, you know what? And I know, I know. When I used to hear people be like, I'll go have a handful of almonds. I'd be like, shut up. Nobody wants a handful of almonds. You're right. Even I don't want a handful of almonds. But in this instance, that snack I'm having is more like brain food, trying to keep my blood sugar even. I'm trying to sort of have a nice mellow bridge from breakfast to lunch or or whatever the case may be. Um, It's not about a meal. It's about having something that's just sort of going to keep me in it, keep me focused. I won't get distracted. Have I had other snacks that are not? Yes. But most of the time, like 95% of the time, if I'm having a snack for this kind of process, it's an apple and 12 almonds. Why 12 almonds? Because like eight years ago, a nutritionist said, oh, have like 12 almonds. And I don't even know if he was being serious with that number, but that's how many almonds I had and I still have it today. And that's weird, but that's my snack. S-W-M-S, break the timed focus with some self-care. Move your body, drink some water, change your scenery, have a little snack. Last thing, last habit that I would love for you to try for the next 30 days and see how much it changes, helps in all the ways. This one, honestly, is just going to help you as a human being. I really think that it will be super effective in you being more productive, but it's also just going to help you feel better. And that is a recap before bedtime. I actually shared this It either has come out or will come out, but I recorded this recently for a quick word. On Mondays on the show, I do these little episodes that are sub, they're less than 10 minutes. It's just like quick little ideas. And I shared this recently, so it's in my mind because I have been doing this and I feel like it's really helpful for me, which is before I go to sleep, like when I lay down to go to sleep at night, I recap and try and find three things that I did that, I don't know why I I like the number three, clearly. Three things for the week, three things at the end of the day that I did well. Three things that I feel like are me being the best version of myself. Three things that are me keeping the promises that I made to myself. Three things that are in line with the intention that I set in the morning. And Oftentimes, it's acknowledging work that I've done that would totally go unnoticed by me, like that I'll be like, oh, I'm not I'm not doing enough. I'm not achieving. I'm not pushing. I'm not whatever, because that is my genetic makeup. Like that's how I am. And I have to fight back against that mentality, which is never serving me. Just because a high achiever mentality, it might push you to be ambitious. It might push you to get out of bed. It might push you. But like you and I both know if you're wired that way, it doesn't matter what you achieve. It's never enough. Anything you achieve is two seconds after you've got it, you're looking at the next mountaintop because you can't sit and celebrate what you've done. So this practice for me is really helpful to be mindful of how hard I'm working and how I'm showing up in the right ways as opposed to like 
beating myself up for not showing up how I wanted. And y'all, this can be anything. Anything that you accomplished that day that is representative of the person you want to be or the person you feel like you're becoming or who you are at your best. It literally giving someone a compliment, buying your friend a coffee, you know, having greens with your meal because like, okay, I need to take in more greens. And I always say I'm going to do it, but I never do. And you're like, good for me. I added a salad to good for me. I did that thing. So it's about acknowledging when we get it right. And when we do live into that, and there's, I don't know another way to say it. And this sounds so terrible. It's like when you have a puppy and you're rewarding the puppy for like, yay, you did it. You did a good job. Like it's you celebrating yourself in that way, which is, I don't know. It like makes you want to do it more. It makes you, even as I'm doing things, I literally in between, right? So I just told you 90 minutes of focus. And then I go, I move around or whatever. I had a podcast I was doing with you, this one, where we started. Then I jumped into a second podcast interview. And I was like, oh, I want to go finish this because I, you know, I wanted to, I was still in the frame. And I was like, no, this is terrible for your brain. This is you, you know, this is not good for you. You know, you need to break this up. So after the second podcast, I went in, I made lunch, y'all. I wanted to have an apple and 12 almonds, but I was like, nope, this is not snack time. This is lunchtime. And I had got salmon at the grocery store. And if you've ever heard me talk about salmon, you know I hate it, but it's so good for you. And I was like, dude, you have this salmon. It's right here. The beauty of salmon is this will take you 15 minutes. Just cook. Just cook the salmon. Just do the thing. So I went in there. I baked some salmon. I had it with greens. I had it with my sunflower seeds, which I do for seed cycling from our hormones. And I was taking bites of the salmon, which I do not like. And I was eating the salad with the sunflower seeds. And I was like, oh, later tonight when I am doing my things that I did and I'm proud of, I'm going to remember this salad and this salmon. Not because it's a diet, but because everything that was in my bowl was about nourishing my body with nutrients I know it needs. I know it needs those omega-3s. I know it needs those sunflower seeds. I know it needs those greens. I know it needs the fat from the olive oil. Like I know that everything I just did was me practicing self-care. And so I'm going to acknowledge it at bedtime, but I was conscious of it in the moment. And normally I'd just be like eating it or I'd be like whatever. I wouldn't be like proud of myself as I was doing it. And that's because of this practice. So I really feel like if you're acknowledging the work and you're celebrating the little wins, it makes you want to get up tomorrow and do it again. So that's it. Five ideas. Visualization, setting your intention, three big wins for the week, timing your focus, and a bedtime recap. What if you just try them? What if you just see what a week feels like of doing this? One week where you do all five of these for seven days in a row, I feel like would have enough results to propel you to do a second week. And the results you'd see after two weeks would make you for sure jump into the third and the fourth. If you had a month 
like a full month of being this intentional, it would change everything. The only way you wouldn't see drastic results from this kind of intentionality is if you already are this intentional. And if you are, fantastic. That's amazing. I'm glad that you stayed to the end of this. But most people, myself included, need a reminder of the simple stuff. You know, when Jack and I were in here and we were trying to figure out how to set up the studio, and I told you guys that we were setting it up this way and it wasn't working. It just like didn't look right. We didn't. And then I was like, well, what if we flip it? We started and everything just started to be so easy. And we both really loved the way it looked. We loved the depth of the room back there. It was just all working. And he was like, oh, kiss. And when he said it, I, I thought he meant the band. I was confused. And he's like, keep it simple, stupid. He's like, I always have to remember that. Like, just keep it simple. And that's true for any of this stuff we're working on. It's really easy to consume content. But if you want to see results in your life, it's about doing simple things that help push you closer to the goal. If you are still here, I assume that there is something in this conversation that was helpful. And I would so appreciate if you would share it with a friend. Put this on social if you want to do that or just send it to someone you think could get something out of it. If you are watching this on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to the channel so you never miss an episode or share it if that's your thing. Whatever. Whatever your thing is. Let's just put it out into the world if you think that it's something good. Uh, those were my five ideas, which feels like a good way to end our January. It's kind of crazy that we're at the end of January, but here we are. And 2023 did not, it hasn't been easy. Sort of thought it was going to be a little easier than it was, but it's feeling good. It's feeling good. I feel like I'm honoring of myself and taking care of myself and taking care of my family well and showing up the best I'm able in each individual day and being graceful with myself and understanding that, especially if you're a woman and your hormones cycle out throughout the month, you're a different person every day. So every day you've got different gifts, you've got different challenges, and I just sort of am embracing them all. But these basic, simple things are really helpful for me to achieve the stuff I'm working on. And I hope that they have been helpful for you. I'm Rach. I love hanging out with you guys. I'll be back soon with more. And until then, remember, I love you. And I'm rooting for you. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble. I'm Roman Mars, host of 99% Invisible. I'm excited to be teaming up with Lexus GX and SiriusXM on some very special 99PI episodes. We're heading to some of the cities in the U.S. that have special meaning for me and exploring the ways that these cities marry form and function. To learn more about the Lexus GX and SiriusXM and Lexus vehicles, visit Lexus.com slash GX and SiriusXM.com slash Lexus Trial. The all-new Lexus GX. Live up to it. Check out the 99% Invisible feed now and listen to these special episodes.
Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.